You are listening to the Riding Gravel Radio Ranch. Welcome, listeners, to a new episode of the Riding Gravel Radio Ranch. We have a special guest, and his name is Dave Pryor. He is the man behind the unpaved of the Susquehanna River Valley. And you can go to unpavedpennsylvania.com, and we will get into where his background what this unpaved is all about and probably plenty more. <laughs> he has a lot of energy and it's good to have him on. So Dave, thank you for taking the time to uh, join Guitar Ted and I. Well, thank you all for having me. This is great. Long time listener, first time caller. <laughs> Fantastic. All right. Before we get to that, we're going to pay some bills. Is that cool with you? Yeah. Yep. Okay. So listeners, there's two real quick things you need to do. And because we really appreciate it and they help us to continue doing what we do, not only with the podcast, but with ridinggravel.com in general, right? Guitar Ted, if we didn't have help, we couldn't do this. That's right. That's right. It would, it would be not possible. Let's yeah. put it that way. <laughs> and listeners, if you are tuning into this and you are new coming from mountain bike radio, riding gravel, this riding gravel podcast is a piece of ridinggravel.com. And we are, I am working on getting our own thread out there. So Riding Gravel will have its own podcast, its own feed, Ooh. its own deal out on iTunes, uh, everything else. So we're going forward in the future. That is in the works. It just takes a little bit of time. Uh, so two things, travelchaos.com. They've been supporting the show for a long time. We really appreciate it. And if you go to that site or just click on the banner Best of all, what you should do is click on the banner that I put on the show or in the show notes or the link, whatever it is, uh, because they have a full, just basically all the information you could ever want about uh, traveling to Kansas. So restaurants, things to do. Uh, they have a quick guide for bike trails, which is always the most clicked on thing. So it's pretty popular. And I will link that in the show notes too. It's just a PDF download. Just the, It's like a quick guide. And all kinds of other information. So you should do that. Click on click on that. Jensen USA. And uh, they're going to be on for another year of supporting us. So we really appreciate that. So yeah, you should thanks. also click on the link for that. I know you're shopping there anyway. It's a fact because they're doing pretty well, it seems. <laughs> so what you can do is just click on the link in the show notes and you will do your shopping and you will support us tremendously. So we appreciate that. All right. That's enough of uh, paying bills. So people, the least you could do is do click on, just click on one of those links because you are getting this for free. You are freeloading for the most part. So do that. <laughs> That's All right. right. I just say freeloading because that, in, that uh, brings a response. People it respond does. to that because they're like, wait, it, it I'm does. Not, oh yeah. Freeloader. Yeah. I'll click on it. So. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So Dave, you are, have been active we're out at dirty Kansas. just uh i was much grunt work huh? i went to the mecca yeah. yeah um what an event i did it in 2013 participated finished um not by daylight but with a beer in my pocket so it was a good day yeah uh, yeah <laughs> it's awesome um and so i what, thought go ahead oh no I, i'll let guitar ted kind of lead the interview because he's he's good at that and likes doing it but i just We'll we'll talk about Dirty Kansas, but we'll uh, okay. we'll start. But I just uh, yeah, sorry. Go ahead. What else about Dirty <laughs> Kansas? Well, it's just it's amazing how much it had grown in five years. I thought, wow, what a big amazing event! Oh in yeah, 13. 
And I was just going back through Ted's one of your blog posts from, was it 2010 when you did it? Yeah, I did it in 2010. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And wow, what growth. Holy cow. I know. Crazy, isn't it? (laughs) They do an amazing, amazing job. Yeah. So Dave, uh, what is your event that you're getting going? It hasn't happened yet. It's uh, the inaugural year. Is that right? This is the inaugural year, right? We don't say first annual. We say inaugural. Um, It's unpaved of the Susquehanna River Valley. We are looking to do a large premier raw road adventure, we're calling it, um, in central Pennsylvania in October 14th this year, which is kind of should be prime foliage season in central PA through these big rolling hills. I'm not going to call them mountains because I know there's people all over the country world listening to this and they know what Rocky Mountains look like. Um, When they climb them, they'll realize why we call them mountains, but they are big, gorgeous rolling hills and they should be, should have like a fireworks show of foliage for it too. Nice. Uh, Yeah. It's, it's amazing. I've lived in Pennsylvania since 1994 and now I've been going up there a lot. I'm like, why didn't we just vacation here all the time? Why are we traveling (laughs) around? This is spectacular. So, so uh, Dave, tell us a little bit about yourself before we talk about your event. You say you've been in Pennsylvania for a while. What do you do? I am, well, I came up to Pennsylvania in 94 working at Rodale Press at the time. Um, book design, web design, such. Ended up at Bicycling Magazine and Mount Bike Magazine as art director of those two back around in the early 2000s, um, which was fun and great and got to meet a lot of amazing people in the industry. And then moved on to Lehigh University, which is a private school on the East Coast, a fairly high level private school, big research. Um, and teaching. It's a great place. Also has a mountain bike trail on campus, which was quite the benefit. Nice. Um, yeah, it's, it's a great place. And how, so do you, I've been how do you get anything done if you have a mountain bike trail on campus? That's why <laughs> it's, we have a fairly nice lunch break program. Um, we have a, a great sunset ride sort of thing. And nice. if I was motivated, I could even ride over here in the morning and do a lap. Um, but I'm generally not that morning person type. So <laughs> it, uh, yeah, it's it's a great place to work. It's fun and free, and it's kind of allowed um, opportunity to take time off to do things like travel out to Kansas or sure. So put you're on a, events on the side. So you've been a cyclist for a while, I take it. Yep. So uh, how did you end up desiring to want to do a, an event like uh, Unpaved of the Susquehanna <laughs> River Valley? That that's a great question. Um, I certainly road bikes a lot. Um, and I always like kind of had pie in the sky things, you know, I'd see 24 hours of Canaan and wonder if I could do that and got teams to go out to do that with. And that was great. Or I'd see like Montana AIDS ride. Can I ride across Montana? That sounds hard and do it. Um, and then I got really lucky getting to marry Celine Yeager, the fit chick. Um, so I married into some speed. Uh, yeah. yeah. So she go and do this, amazing race. And sometimes I would go and I would be at the race. I would not be racing. Um, but I loved events. You know, it was almost like a guided tour of some of the best stuff around that area. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we'd see other challenges like let's try Mount Washington. Um, and then one year it was, let's try dirty Kansas. Let's try Rebecca's private Idaho and kind of got you know, D2R2. That's an amazing one. Things like that. Okay. Ended up, Cyclocross became big here. That became a lot of fun. We have a really fun group of people here that do it. We have a little, we turn a little more into party softball league than some of the serious <laughs> people. We have serious people too, but oh, yeah. we certainly had fun with it. And we, 
kind of got in trouble for hand-ups and that sort of thing, um, which gravitated me to single-speed cyclocross world championships. Okay. It was in San Francisco at the time. We had a great time. And since my liver is better than my legs, I <laughs> threw myself into who's got next there's competition. A, there's another sticker right there. <laughs> there you go, Benny Baby, writing this stuff down. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I'm going to steal that one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you guys have ever heard of the Lone Wolf Cycling Crew. Um, they were an apparel company from Philadelphia, and we kind of be- all became the team because we all just kept wearing their stuff. And we decided that pretty much half of our rides were coming up with stickers and hashtags. Nice. That's all we did. <laughs> hey, I got to ask you a question, Dave. Yeah. Were you at uh, Cross Vegas wearing a bacon suit one year? That's me. I met you there. <laughs> <laughs> I just realized that's uh-huh. who you were. That's, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I was in the Raleigh uh, hospitality okay. area. Down yeah, there. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, with Sally. Yeah, yeah yep. So, yep. yeah, I just put that together. That's awesome. <laughs> that was one of the dumbest things I've ever, of all the dumb things I've done, doing that race in that heat in that bacon suit was top 10. Yeah. I nearly, I nearly died. Richard Freeze. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Richard Freeze gave me a beer mid lap and was like, You just saved me. He's like, I know, don't let anyone see this. Um, <laughs> oh, that's, uh, that's awesome. Yeah. I also met Pat McQuaid in that bacon suit one time. Oh, but that's wow. another story. Yeah, that was, that had bourbon. <laughs> yeah. Again, my liver is stronger than my legs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Gotten me into more trouble than my legs um, and out of. So went into try and host Single Speed Cross Worlds in Philly. My friend, um, Stefan Kincaid looked like the nicest fast guy you've ever met told me you got to try and win it. So I did somehow. Um, wow. so then I got rights to host it in 2013 in Philadelphia. And at that point I had raced Transylvania Epic a few times, the mountain bike stage race in central PA mm-hmm. and gotten to know Mike Kuhn, one of the promoters of that. And so I immediately called him and say, um, can you put this on? You're a promoter. And he goes, no, you can, but I'll help. I'm like, okay. So got his help, Stefan's help, a few more friends, um, turned into a lot of friends. We got a huge army of Southeast Pennsylvania to pull this off. And it, we did it with Junkyard Cross, which don't know if you've heard or seen anything about, but it's definitely a YouTube rabbit hole of amazement. Um, <laughs> and we threw a fantastic weekend and it was wonderful. And I got the bug for putting these things on. I like people. I yeah. like bike events. Um, and right then for Transylvania Epic, Ray Adams, one of the other promoters of that was stepping down and Mike said, you want to take his place? And I said, yes, that sounds better than writing it again. Um, <laughs> it's harder work, but it's more rewarding, at least for me. Yeah. Uh, and so it just kind of got that as a side gig going. Um, helping out with a few other big charity rides here. The Pennsylvania Perimeter Ride Against Cancer is one that's been going on a long time. So I got involved with that. Uh, we have a spring classic, I like to call them. It's not a gravel grinder, even though we use a lot of dirt roads. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's called Monkey Knife Fight. And it's one of the kind of now more important, quote unquote, more <laughs> where the air quotes around that spring ones around here. Um, it's a lot of fun. We raise... I think $15,000 for the Cancer Society this year. That's and awesome. all the money goes to that. Yeah, we, uh, we have a lot of fun with those. And so those things have been doing well. Um, I kind of parlayed the side gig into a new full-time gig at Lehigh University. I was in design. I realized I was kind of burnt out on 
the design world. It takes a lot of passion and energy, and I was running out of it. But I was getting passion and energy from promoting, and a job in the marketing department just down the hallway from mine opened up, and I went to the boss and said, here's what I'm doing on the side. So that worked out. So now I've been just working marketing at Lehigh for what's now five years, four or five years, while also doing this event promoting on the side as well, which is quite a passion. So. Wow, wow, so quite yeah. a quite a journey you've been on. Then. <laughs> There've been some detours, side trips, and such. But that's a pretty good recap of it. Oh, that's but awesome. also say in the meantime, my partner in this, Mike Kuhn, again Transylvania Epic. You know, I came back the one year I did not do Transylvania was 2013 because I was going out to Dirty Kansas, and I came back from that, and then also did Rebecca Private Idaho that year, and then as I was working with Mike on Transylvania the year after we start talking about events and big things. I'm like, man, dirty cans of Rebecca's. Those are just fantastic. Like something, how do we do something like that? He goes, I know exactly where we could do that. Wow. And he went to school at Bucknell university, mm-hmm. which is similarly high in Lewisburg. He goes, they just put in a rail trail <clears throat> out of Lewisburg, which heads pretty much to the foot of the bald Eagle state forest mountains. And we're like, what? <laughs> so that's, we started talking with the Susquehanna River Valley Visitors Bureau, the tourism board there, and they wanted to have an event and we wanted to put on an event and a lot of jigsaw puzzles pieces started coming into place. Cool. Yeah. So uh, remind our uh, listeners what day or what days this event's going to be so we, we know what, what yep. kind of year we're talking about. It is Sunday, October 14th. Okay. And is there, is there anything else going on with, with the, the event? Like, are you going to have like a get together beforehand or afterwards, or is there anything yeah. surrounding this that people would want to know about? We are piecing those, those puzzle pieces together right now. Um, but it does look like we'll have similar amount of great things happening on Saturday, the day before. Okay. Um, the ride is going to start really early. I mean, everyone should come in the day before anyway. There's not, it is fall, so we're not going to have the most daylight available for 120 miles of about 10,000 feet of climbing. Um, so we're going to recommend, we're freaking on timing still, but it's going to look like a dawn start. Everyone should get there ahead of time. But Lewisburg is a great town to hang out in. Yeah. Um, holy cow, it's a great college town. Um, good, really good restaurants that have popped up in the last five years or so. Um, there's a couple breweries, one about nine miles from the finish right on course um, <laughs> one kind of out at halfway. Um, there's definitely bountiful amounts of places to get beer. It's also one, it's got so many playgrounds for kids, um, which is fantastic. Yeah. And the start, the start finish venue on Sunday is going to be at this new recreational center, the Miller recreation center, mm-hmm. which is the biggest gym. Every town should have one. It's got all these basketball courts and field courts and, you know, its own spin room and things you would just want to go in a great cafeteria. It's where we should spend all every day, every winter. And that's the rail trail starts and ends at it. So that's going to be the start finish venue. They're going to have programming for kids. If you want to do the 30 mile ride, looks like you can drop your kids off and they can play for a good four or five hours and you can go do a great bike ride and come back and they should be worn out enough that you can then go get some ice cream. (laughs) There you go. Now, uh, as far as, um, one, one thing that jumped in my head while you were describing this area is what can people expect for, to see? I mean, obviously, if we go to the Rocky Mountains, we've got an image in our mind of what that's right. going to be like. Or if we go to the Dirty Cans, we've heard enough about it. We've got an image in our mind yep. of what that's like. But a lot of people out there listening might not know what Pennsylvania is like in this area that the 
event's going to take right. place in. So give us an idea. Can I interrupt you, Dave, before you give your professional opinion? I'll give Absolutely. my outside opinion for somebody that's, <laughs> well, I lived in the upper Midwest <laughs> and I did the Transylvania epic. Like we were, I've right. got to, I got to get this in there. Like we were discussing oh. beforehand. Oh, right. But, uh, <laughs> a, Things yeah, happen, listeners. listeners. If people yes. have discussions yes. before podcasts. That's why they always say that. Uh, but I did it and I didn't know what to expect. I just went into it with no expectations and didn't really ask anybody. And like you said before, it's not really mountains, but it is. And it's like, it's not rolling hills. (laughs) It's not rolling hills because Uh rolling to me is you, the climb is no more than, you know, a a few minutes maybe. And then you're just back down and then up and Mm -hmm. down. Like we have here is more. Right. Yes, exactly. Intervals. Whereas, or interhills as we call them. Mm -hmm. And I don't know geography and geology and all that kind of stuff. And, uh, uh, ice age and glaciers and all that. But it seems to me that they're very old (laughs) mountains that have been eroded away somehow or another. And you are dealing with a lot of old, it seems like mining roads or something as well. We kind of rode on Uh, a lot of uh, not like steep mountains. So you're not climbing, like you said, you're not going to see peaks and mountains, but a lot of the climb, it's like if you married the upper Midwest with, uh, some higher mountains, maybe not the biggest peaks you can think of, but uh, maybe like Montana where it's like lower mountains. Um, but it's like long climbs, long right. descents. Uh, some sections it seemed like it was you're dealing with just wooded areas and then some sections you're dealing with kind of more open, but it's still, it just gives you that feeling of being in the mountains without going up a mount, uh, a, a snow-filled peak. Right. It's hard. Not. Yeah, I think that. Well, all right, Good. And you covered that pretty well. Yeah, that's from a one-time visitor, one-time yeah. visiting, riding, and uh, that's it. So you're the professional. What? What's well, that about? Um, well, it's interesting because a lot. This will touch on somewhere where you rode on Transylvania Epic. Um, kind of the eastern part of the Transylvania Epic is the western part of this course. Um, we rode it. Um, when was that? Like a month before the Kansas trip. Actually, with Jim came up to uh, Jim Cummins came up to check it out, and. As we're rolling through, I'm like, oh, on Transylvania, we take a left here and go down that <laughs> killer single track. Well, instead, instead, we bomb down this amazing gravel road descent and yeah. also just as much fun. Yeah. So they are not steep. Where I live in the Lehigh Valley, Pennsylvania, we have short, steep climbs. We have like half mile to maybe a mile that will hit 20 to one hits 30%. Like mm-hmm. we have a lot of those kind of climbs. This is much more gradual. Um as I was kind of scouting through right of GPS because we are changing a little bit right now, bridges out. So we have to make some changes. I don't think there's a 20% grade anywhere on the course, which is a nice change for a mm-hmm. lot of people riding Pennsylvania. Um, but it is long, gradual, but you can, if you have a tempo, you can keep it, you know, you're not going to all of a sudden hit a wall and have to stand up and cramp everywhere. You just kind of sure. ride ride nice. your way through it which is nice is it all forested it, too like you said it's peak it probably be not, peak color that time is it all just going through forest it's probably and these are things i need to do math on at some point i want to say two-thirds forest nice. in the woods mm-hmm. um <laughs> it's funny when i was telling people at kansas about it especially the expo when it was 99.9 degrees <laughs> i said yeah, yeah you're- how about How's October in Pennsylvania sound in the woods? And everyone's like, yes, <laughs> sign me up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was awful that day there. <laughs> no heat, no wind. I'm in. Um, yeah. 
So it's a lot of that. We are going to go through some of the Amish farm country, which is beautiful cool. and lovely and stuff. So that's kind of more of the open area stuff. Um, a lot of streams along the side, which is really pretty. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of, it's got a wide range of gravel, quote unquote, too. Um, we need to, I work with, there's a great mapping company, Purple Lizard Maps, Mark Herman, who's doing a whole lot on the East Coast. And I think those are some of the first ones he did. And he's, he's opened this. I don't know if this would be possible without all of his maps. They're amazing. And we are going to work on what all the different grades of types of gravel, dirt, you know, rail trail, like the whole mix of things. I'm not sure what the perfect tire is. I'm not sure they make one yet. Um, Okay. I was going to ask you about that because uh, that's one of the things we ask uh, race directors that when they come on the show is, uh, give us a snapshot of what the roads are like. So it sounds like there are going to be a wide range of things going on there, huh? Yeah, it's it's a pretty good mix. And there's opportunities for all sorts of differences too. One of the nice things about this is, like I just kind of dropped in there before, you know, a bridge is out. So we have to <laughs> yeah. move a couple things. That's okay. We can. There's options. And so... Tell me tell me about bridges being out. <laughs> I don't even want to know, dude. <laughs> 350 yeah. miles of potential bridges being out? No thanks. Yeah. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. So we can change things up a lot too, which is nice. That's cool. Um, yeah, it makes it easier. And yeah. so it starts with about um, the rail trail itself is nine miles east and west. And so I think we're going to do about five or six of it before we start on like a dirt and some pavement roads. And then we get into the, I think it's dirt, gravel. The first one actually gets a little potholy, so it's a little rougher. That's where we kind of go road bikes. I don't know. You can do it, mm-hmm. but all right, it's going to be a long day. <laughs> yeah and then it's a lot of hard pack i'm pretty confident that it, even if we get anything short of a hurricane remnant there won't be much hike biking which is a nice that's nice thing. Yeah. yeah i know um yeah i talked to bobby a little bit he seems to like his at land run but i'm okay with not walking my bike <laughs> yeah, we're, we're there to ride bikes right <laughs> right <laughs> Right on. So what, uh, what, what's this event going to, going to cost somebody if they want to go to go there to do it? The 120 mile, which is our premier event is $120. So we're doing a dollar mile for all of these. We also have a 90 mile, which, so the 120 miles is about right now, 10,000 ish feet of climbing. Um, 90 miles will probably be around the seven to 8,000 range of climbing. And that's going to be $90. And we're also doing the rail trail plus which is ride the rail trail out get a taste of some of the dirt and gravel roads and climbing that's involved and then come back on the rail trail so for people who want to kind of get what is this like um right go beyond a rail trail so that's 30 miles and that'll be 30 dollars. nice and is uh registrations open right now right yep we're cracked 100 registrants a couple weeks ago we're capping each of those fields at 200 people okay for the first year yep um, we are looking to grow. We hopefully we'll get to around a thousand total in the next couple of years, but that's, uh, our first growth plan. 200 seemed a reasonable amount for each of those. Cool. Yeah. Uh, the, now you said that the event was, uh, in Lehigh or not Lehigh, no. that's where you work. Yeah. It's in, where is it at? I, I should have wrote it down. Okay. <laughs> it starts in Lewis, starts and ends in Lewisburg, Pennsylvania. Lewisburg. Yep. L E W I S B U R G. Um, which is pretty dead center in the state. Okay. Actually, now as I zoomed out of the GPS real quick, wow, we are the center of the state. <laughs> That's pretty cool. People get a good good taste yeah. of what Pennsylvania is all right. about then. 
And a nice thing too, it's super accessible. Like Route 80 is just off of it. It's okay. three and a half hours from downtown New York, assuming there's no traffic. Same, It's three hours from Philadelphia. It's, oh, wow. You know, it's, I think it's six it's, or seven from Boston. Yeah, that's it's fantastic. Super yeah. accessible. Wow. Yeah. That's really good. And being a university town, I assume they have lots of motels and things. Yep. For, yeah. What's the population? Uh, that's a great question that some a promoter at an event would know. Um, yeah. <laughs> hey, Google, oh. what is the population of Lewisburg, Pennsylvania? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I like typing. Uh, 5,700. Uh, oh, that's not too bad. Yeah. And I think the camp, the Bucknell is about 4,000 students, just off the top of my head. If any Bucknell listeners, you can email um, email my, my radio. So, um, so yeah. yeah, uh, Ben at ridinggravel.com or guitar tech at yeah. ridinggravel.com or how do they get, what's yours? Um, it's unpavedpennsylvania.com okay. and it's Dave at unpavedpennsylvania.com. Yeah, uh, so this brings up an interesting, I, I hadn't dug into it close enough to be Googling population. Um, but this brings up a, a really good, this is interesting. Because we've talked, Guitar Ted, we've talked about this several times with both with people and just on our own and how, for example, Dirty Kanza with Emporia, right? You're dealing right. with a town that has enough, it's a college town. It has enough infrastructure to hold a good deal of people. Obviously, they, Emporia went through some growing pains and probably still does with lodging and such. But it has a lot of the, you know, has some housing it has the food it has the amenities that you would find but it's small enough that you guys could have a pretty big impact yeah and they have other events like that that will you know not woke them up but you know they're aware of what an impact of a weekend event can do um just up the road in williamsport is the league world series and while this isn't gonna be this is gonna be that level um they know you know filling Filling hotel rooms is like what those dollars add up to. Um, they put on the Pennsylvania high school state champion swimming championships is in Lewisburg and they love when that okay. weekend is filled. And so they sure. have the infrastructure for it and they want to have people come in for things. So yeah, they, they get it and they can handle it. Um, I'm not saying it's been super welcoming. Everyone I've met there. I'm not going to say it's as welcoming as Emporia because Holy cow, those people are amazing. <laughs> yeah. But I don't think there'd be any reason why they wouldn't be because, yeah. Well, you know, again, you know, looking back at Emporia, they've had uh, 10 years, right. you know, plus of un- beginning to understand what that yeah. could do. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you know, obviously they're fully on board now. But right. um, I think that if you, you know, it's like anything new, you have to kind of be, you have to prove yourself. And, yep. and people are watching. And uh, if you do a good job, obviously they're going to start welcoming you with the same open arms. I think Emporia will. Hope so, yeah. So, uh, you so know, far, so I, good. I, I don't see any reason why that wouldn't happen if you do a good job. So, speaking of doing a good job, <laughs> I observed you in uh, Emporia. Oh, uh, I was being were you just talking. Were you just stalking him? <laughs> yeah, I was stalking I, I think, him. Man. Dave, I think he had. He was just watch, oh. He was just sitting in the shadows, just <laughs> watching you. Jim hired you to watch Jim to watch you. That's all right. I can handle that. Nope. Well, <laughs> well, you know, I, this crazy guy that was wearing a bacon suit is going to put on an event. Wait a minute. 
<laughs> no, uh, I, every year I go to Emporia, you know, I, I didn't ride dirty cans and I haven't since 2015. And, and every year I go there, I have a, a mission, you know, I don't always tell people what it is, but this year, my mission wasn't, I didn't even bring a bike. I didn't bring anything to ride a bike right, same here. with I didn't, my helmet or anything. My mission this year was to observe uh, what it takes to put on a dirty cans just from wow. an outsider's viewpoint. Oh, we should have so yeah. Well, I was, you know, that's why when you told me about Jim's handbook for putting on the event, it was just fascinating to me, you know, yeah. and I was just looking at details and all the little things that it takes to put on an event, the size of dirty Kansas. So for the listeners out there, one of the things that I picked up on were the barriers. Okay. They have down commercial street where you finish the dirty Kansas. There's about five blocks that they've blocked off. Probably. I think it was eight this year, actually, but they had five blocks coming to the finish line where they have barriers lined up, just like you would see in a European pro road race all the way down that. So you, you don't get people crossing over in front of riders or whatever. Uh, and those barriers just don't appear out of nowhere. You know, nope. you have to buy these things. So I noted that they have a lot of new ones. Mm-hmm. And I mean, like hundreds of them, right? <laughs> and that that those things cost a lot of money. And yeah. so I'm thinking, wow, they, you know, th- this is part of why it costs what it costs to do dirty cancer because of the infrastructure that they provide for the safety and the enjoyment of people who are riding in the event. So that you don't, when you're coming down that chute going 25 miles an hour, all jacked up with emotions and energy because you're finishing a 200 mile event you don't have to worry about some yay who walk in front of you with a hot dog and a beer right exactly you know yep so i mean that that means a lot when you think about it so that's you know these barriers you know it sounds stupid when you at, at first but when you look at that you go that's really important this is a really important piece of the puzzle that they put together to make the event work you know and i i watched them in the morning when they're putting the finish line thing together you know, the whole um, stand that you run under, the timing, scoring yeah. light line and all this stuff. And just walked around in the alleys and watched the volunteers working. I, you know, I was observing you, hmm. stalking you, <laughs> uh, you know, and talked to you a couple of times about how it was going for you and what you were up to. And and j- there's so much that goes on behind the scenes of Dirty Cans that you, would, you have no idea. I, right. You know, it's one of the untold stories of events like that, that I think is fascinating. And I think, you know, maybe, you know, Jim Cummins and his team should think about telling that story because I think it's important for people to know that, but I was just floored at, at the amount of, and of course I, I wasn't let into places I shouldn't have been. And, <laughs> and you know, I mean, I, and Jim didn't know I was doing that or anything, but so I didn't see everything that I could have seen, but just from, from paying attention as an outsider, you see this, you right. know, and so, anyway, that just led me into wanting to have you tell us about your experience there, Dave, and why you were there helping out with the Dirty Kansas this year. Um, I'm, I just want to go on with that. The same thing. There's so much detail with stuff. Like, how the announcer calls the name as you're coming across the finish line, or actually, they were calling them as they're down the finishing straight, even before they got yep. the line. Like, you would think, all right, they see the numbers, they come through, then they write it down. If I don't know if anyone's tried that. I've been an announcer of finish lines. It's impossible. You get one out of five. You're flipping through sheets. You can't see their names if they're typed wrong. You're butchering the pronunciation. Then you just miss three people as they come through. It's horrible. They have a system for that, man. And it is tight. It's really good. You know what? With the voices, too, is you don't realize how much that adds to the entire experience until it's gone. Yeah. Yeah. It's and we were talking again before the show and how I'm involved with the 
the ski Berkey weekend up here up in Hayward, we're dealing with 10,000 participants over the weekend. And those announcers, like you said, are just going through people and they miss, they, they mispronounce uh, all these cities and all the names and then they fix it and they, they're on the next one. And I don't know, obviously their experience, but the, just to get that timing system and the names down so they can see them beforehand is like a three day process. And it is make sure the sensors are right in yes. the right place. You're dealing with everybody knows who's doing what. And yeah, it's amazing. say the same thing. It's a lot of computer driven. And anyone's tried to like, I don't know, update their iTunes and how that screws up your entire day. The amount of <laughs> software involved to pull that off and not have it crap out at, you know, 2 PM, then again at 4 PM. And then again, let alone at 3 AM is, truly remarkable they do it's yeah it's a lot <laughs> and i yeah. got there i wanted to see what's what's a big event i've put on you know grassroots events that have grown into a few hundred people i've you know put on transylvania which is you know at the time of premier mountain bike stage race and things like that they are not dirty kansas um i, I was talking having breakfast with someone from out of town this morning who was following it online is like it was like following a tour stage i mean it was that important to them online watching from afar is they, they put as much energy into following it as they do into a tour stage, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and that does not happen without a ton of work. Um, right. Yeah. Well, you know, just listeners, I, you know, to give you kind of an idea watching Dave, he, he literally was sweating his, shirt through. <laughs> you, you were, and you were dirty and you were getting your, your fingers oh, dirty there. Oh yeah. Little dirt, little blood. It's all good part of, the game. Yeah, uh, all you, the were, sweat. You, you were diving right into it, so it wasn't like you were walking around shadowing Jim. You were actually doing things. So, <laughs> yeah, there was so, some shadowing at times. It was great. He's like, because you know, I've been there. I was like, have you eaten yet? He's like, yeah, we should eat. I'm like, good, because I'm starving. Uh, <laughs> so we eat something and just watch him interact with a racer or a sponsor or a vendor mm-hmm. or a town official. Um, Somehow I got put on dealing with the cop detail for the start of the XL, but that was great because they're wonderful. Um, and holy cow, the start of the XL. Can we talk, talk about that real quick? Oh my God. Yeah. Was yeah, that? Well, yeah, that was nuts. So listeners, uh, the X, the DK XL is a new wrinkle to dirty cans a weekend. Um, I, I don't think they really know. Maybe Dave, you have some insight to this later. You can tell me, but I don't think they really know what they're going to do with it yet. No, but they not- wanted to, they wanted to try uh, extra long event uh, in the vein of Trans Iowa, uh, which was was going to be a 350 mile uh, tour of the uh, Flint Hills, and it's totally unsupported. And to reflect their history, where they had 34 people start the first year in Kansas, they they invited 34 different uh, ultra endurance cyclists and gravel cyclists and mountain bikers to come and participate. So. They didn't really push this as a big part of the weekend. They didn't really promote it heavily. Uh, and so Jim and the team there weren't expecting that there would be a lot of people there for the 4 p.m. <laughs> send off. I think they were thinking maybe 100 people. You know, right. I don't know what your feeling was, Dave, but I th- that was the feeling I got. My feeling was that I needed to put barriers with sponsor logos up in front of all the dumpsters on the back alley that they were going out of because yeah. the new photographers would be there and those would be bad photos. And right. the photographers couldn't use them. And it was great to have it start in the expo, at least for, you know, 
some attention, yeah, yeah, a little yeah, or all. Exactly. So I think they, that, and that was why they put it down there because yeah. there would be people wandering around there anyway. They could walk over and see them, send them off, and it would be bigger than it would have been right. otherwise right. in their minds. So, okay, so I come down there with some people that were there to cheer another person on that was in it. And I know Matt Gersa, uh, who we call MG on the site, uh, he was in it. Oh, cool. And so I wanted to go down and cheer him on. Well, <laughs> we come around the corner and we're like a block and a half away from the where it was going to start. And we couldn't even get any closer. There were so many people pressed in already. And this is like 15, 20 minutes Dude, before it started. Unbelievable. And we walked in there and I had to swim through a sea of people just to get to the edge because I wanted to get a picture of my buddy Matt taking right. off. So I weasel my way in there and I come to, I lean over and I look and there's this literally people there was a wall of photographers with cameras on sticks and video camera you couldn't even see the writers no they were totally encased in people it was it was crazy and jim was standing there and he walked over he saw me he walked over he goes mark i had no idea that we would get this many people down there there, there had to be oh. what six to eight hundred people down there Easy. that was the estimate from the police 600 wow. people probably 400 within the expo area you know, again, so I'm putting those barriers up to block dumpsters. Didn't see them. They were just crowded with people. You didn't see a dumpster. You didn't see a barrier. Nope. All you saw was a massive humanity. And, and, and they the lined noise. the block. They lined like three blocks down the yes. road. People yes. lining up to watch 34 people go for a bike ride. Yep. And you, they could, almost couldn't even get out of there. I know. I know. <laughs> it was nuts. And the, and the roar that crowd put out uh, was amazing. It was just sent chills up my spine thinking yep. about it right now. Dude, it's I can't imagine amazing. for you, like for you thinking about that, like, here are 34 people doing a trans Iowa like event and that sort of turnout. Well, I mean, yeah. What was that like for you? Oh, I, 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 I was, to be honest with you, I didn't know what to think. I was overwhelmed, yeah. you know? And, uh, um, it was electric. I mean, it yeah. was like the best, uh, crowd atmosphere that I can think of, right. you know, that I've experienced in a long time. And, um, you know, of course, Jim called me out and did the whole thing about how they were, oh. you know, um, influenced by Trans Iowa and myself. And so that was that's awesome. But, yeah, I just want to say on air right now, thanks, Jim. Uh, <laughs> you didn't, he didn't have to do that, and that really meant a lot to me. So thank you, Jim Cummins. You're you're awesome. So oh, you definitely deserve it. So that's great. Well, thanks. Yeah. So that was part of it, and you know. It just the send off. I remember I had a good picture of Matt when he took, and I'm, I don't think I've seen such joy on his face in my life. <laughs> he was so happy. And uh, of course he was sick too. When he, oh. when he left, he had gotten food poisoning the night before and that's, we didn't even think he was going to start. You that's know? not good. Did he finish? Yeah, he did. Oh, <laughs> it was, it was holy a, cow. I know it was a miracle that he even, he, it was a miracle. He even got there because listeners, let me tell you when I stayed with Matt, down there i I rode down there with him in in his car and we were in our host's home at eight o'clock friday morning he was writhing on the floor in pain he couldn't even stand up and we were like our host joe and myself said you know if he's like this by two three o'clock in the afternoon we're gonna have to take him to the hospital because he's it's horrible food poisoning is horrible if you ever had it you know Mm -hmm. so uh we were like and even if he does get up he's not starting this i mean it's like 90 90 degrees out with 70 percent humidity was crazy why would you want any hydration in your system for that yeah i don't know (laughs) it's a great question so he managed to get up and he drank i think a whole bottle of pedialyte and choked down about a half a bag of fries and took (laughs) off that's what that's what he took off on i mean (laughs) And I'm totally, I'm totally thinking we're, we're going to be going to get him in the car sometime this afternoon. Right. Yeah. And, and then he finished. 
It was nuts. It was That's... crazy. So the whole start, getting back to where we were. Sorry yeah. about the rabbit trailer. Oh, but I do get... this all the time. <laughs> <laughs> getting back to where we were, that kind of a start was absolutely amazing. And how they handled that, that was a wrinkle that I, they didn't see that coming. No. And, and they made, you know, they're so organized and so able to uh, adapt to changes that right. they were able to deal with it. And it was flawless. The, the way they handled it was flawless. Exactly. And that's Amazing. one of the things I picked up from them from in Leland as well. Like how organized they are meant that when things weren't quite right, they could adjust without like everything getting thrown into a tizzy. Um, right. There were, <laughs> you know, a little side note on that. So we're starting the expo. We're going to go down this alleyway and we're setting all this up. And I look and the alleyway is barricaded because of the beer sales. Mm-hmm. You know, they were choking where you could go in and out of the event. It's like, wait, they can't get out. <laughs> so, <laughs> so now we're negotiating with the police of when we can open the barriers. And, you know, they gave us like 10 minutes you can open them, but then you have to stand right here and you have to not let anyone out with beer. We're not doing that. And if anyone comes out with beer, we're shut. I'm like, really? Okay. This is for real. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it swarmed with people and I'm a bouncer, <laughs> me of all people. Um, <laughs> Bacon suit guy with the. But it was great. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I have that on. Mr. Hand are not a crime is now telling people not to go out with a beer. Right. Um, <laughs> but as I'm doing that, I look down and I see this grate in the road that's rough, you know, every opening oh, is yeah. tire width. I'm like, son of a Yeah. And I wave to Leland. He's like, what, what? Could this. He just grabbed a cardboard thing out of the dumpster and just slapped it down. I'm like, we're ready to go. <laughs> Everyone laughs. The course is ready. All right. They yeah. figured that out quick. They've done this. Yeah. yeah. That's They're, great. So much. So what what was your role the day of the race, Dave? What were you doing then? Um, I had a funny role of making sure Jim got his microphone at the top of the theater. I was trying to find him for his truck keys, and Leland's yeah. like, Jim needs his mic. Run to the top of the theater. I'm like, that's fun. So, <laughs> so listeners, like, listeners, just to explain here what Dave's talking about, uh, they put Jim up on the upper level of the uh, Granada theater overlooking main street. So he could address the riders right on top of the marquee, the bright lights, dirty cans. It could not look cooler from a writer perspective. It's great. Mm -hmm. And so he's up there as master of ceremonies. And then I got to stand up there and look down at a thousand people starting this amazing bike ride. A thousand people is a lot of people going Mm -hmm. out on a bike. It's fabulous. Um, And then I uh, worked on the high school race that they set up as well. Okay. So yeah. I went out and marked that course and then set up an aid station, the first aid station, which absolutely zero, no, one of the 30 kids, they were into it, man. They were not looking to stop for water or goo. That's they, awesome. They were on. It was great. Uh, one kid stopped and I need more water in my camel back. And I picked it up. I was like, it's two thirds full. Well, all right, here you go. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Those kids love that. I think that's, it's like yeah, they need I, more growth thing. Um, I, I, th- I expect more growth in the high school race than the XL, but I could be wrong. We'll see. Yeah. yeah. I, I think you're right. Yeah. <laughs> um, so listeners, just from the standpoint of being a promoter in a, in an event that large and to give you an idea what Dave was witnessing there, uh, they had a, a pretty bad thunderstorm blow through oh, right. right as the event is about to start. So talking about being able to be quick on your feet, they were, cognizant of the fact that it wasn't super bad right there in Emporia, but there was lightning all around the area. So they didn't want to send riders out into that. So they delayed the start a half an hour for (laughs) 
everything. So that meant they had to push back the checkpoint times a half an hour for everything. And so they were tons. I mean, that's crazy that they're able to do that. And then not only that, but if listeners uh, are out there that remember what happened in 2015, about 10 miles into the 200, there is a three, three mile stretch of road that when it gets wet, you have to hike a bike it. And I did that. I was there that year. And it's awful. And uh, derailers start popping off bikes, and it's just a mess. So to avoid that carnage, they were quick enough on their feet that they had a reroute for that, and they rerouted the the race uh, around that three-mile section. It didn't take away any mileage, didn't add any mileage, so it just worked out really well. Yeah. So, you know, just to be able to do these kinds of things uh, during an event is of that magnitude is just amazing. It's just amazing. It is. So I'm sure you learned a ton of things while you were there. A ton. I'm sworn to secrecy. Um, (laughs) But yeah, it it was, it was both eye-opening and enlightening. And Mm -hmm. oh, those are the same thing. What was I said before to him? It was enlightening and inspirational. That was it. Like, yeah. I didn't leave there going, oh, my God, I have to hide. I'm never putting on an event again. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm scared of the magnitude. It's definitely inspiring to go try and put on not an event of that level yet, but yeah, um, just to try and do a first-class event like that is definitely our goal. So, Dave, when you came home from that and you had all this information to download and process through and the experiences that you had there, what, what if anything, uh, made you go, oh, I need to change what we're doing with this? Was there any moment like that that you had? I, I want to work on our start. It's, yeah. it's such a mass of people on gravel and dirt. And I had friends who were doing it at the event this year. And... Like when I did, I think we had 500 and mm-hmm. there's a big difference. To, I mean, 200 is still a lot of people for a 120 event. It's just so congested on right. people who are kind of excited, amped up and on gravel. And it's a wide mix of skills sets mm-hmm. out there. And so safe start, like how we're going to do a safe start, I think is mm-hmm. the rail trail says, oh, that's a safe start. But now I look at my, like, but it's also tight. Yeah. You know, how are we going to yeah. do passing and that sort of thing? So that as far as a participant perspective, um, we are going to do uh, neutral aid and neutral support. Okay. We're not going to do mandatory support and we're not going to, there's no way we could do find your own. There's mm-hmm. no convenience stores and it's on a Sunday. So the Amish won't have their food stands out. Um, there's just no way to get your own food and water out there. So in an order for safety and again, keeping cars off, you know, Think about how quiet a lot of those roads are. We want to keep those roads just as quiet. That's why we ride gravel bikes in the right. roads. So to keep it quiet, we're going to invest in putting neutral aid stations everywhere. Um, nice. No, no support from – you get support from your friends and you're not anything short of a domestique. We'll get, let's not get into that right now. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> have views on that. We, we can talk about it if we want. But um, we want to make it – accessible and friendly for everyone. You don't need to come in with a team. You don't need to do those things. We're going to take care of you while you're out there. And it's just makes a better experience out on the roads, especially. Sure. Uh, We want them to be pristine and beautiful and inspiring. We don't want you dodging any dodging as few things as possible. I mean, it's already going to be open roads. You have to be safe. You can't. Right. I made a rule. The few rules we've made so far, one was if you are caught crossing the middle of the road, what would be the yellow line? You're not only DQ'd, you're not invited back. Like uh-huh. that drives me nuts. Yeah. Um, 
and there's tight corners and there's pickup trucks coming around the other side and right. don't do it. Right. Uh, so helping to install some of that, because one of the things I found at this event and I don't, I mean, I know I need to promote it, but I don't want to brag, but it's got some of the best ascending of anything I've done. Um, and I've done a lot of events. This, they are just at the bottom. You're like, I don't even remember that climb anymore. It's <laughs> great. So I don't want people to lose their minds and just kind of free flow and treat it as an enduro down and then go too hot in a corner and slide out and their days wrecked or worse right. in a car. And then everything's wrecked. Right. Um, their lives are wrecked. So some of that, those safety elements. Cool. So you, you kind of touched on something that's close to my heart, Dave, is uh, the care and the um, concern that you put in as a race promoter. So, right. you know, you talked about you don't want anybody to, to have an accident. You especially don't want to have some sort of a, of a, you know, serious tragedy happen. And yeah. all, and all of us event promoters are like that. So it's the biggest fear. Yeah. I mean, I always tell people there's nobody that cares more about dirty cans than Jim Cummins. That guy is amazing. Right. So I, as an event promoter, um, you know, getting into this kind of a thing, um, th- was that something that gave you pause as far as maybe wanting to even start this? <laughs> well, I also helped put on two of the blinky junkyard crosses. So sure. I understand that people like to go out and hurt themselves. Um, <laughs> yeah. People do crazy things. So I might have a little more leeway with that. Ah, they'll be okay. Um, but having worked with, you know, again, Mike Coon, um, I haven't given him enough props on this, this entire podcast, but one of the things he's kind of our head of the Pennsylvania high school mountain bike league. Uh, I think he's now on the board of NICA possibly too. He's there out there right now in Bentonville this week at their conference and meet up, greet up and doing all those things. And he's heavily involved in that and safety, 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 safety right. is so strong with that. And he's put on lots of big events, you know, iron cross. There was oh, a lot wow. of opportunity to get hurt in an iron cross. Yeah. And so he's, he's very much on top of a lot of that. So, okay. It's nice. been a great, yeah. Amongst the other billion great things he's done for this event. <laughs> it's, well, it's good to have people behind you that can inspire you and, and you wow. can learn from. So I appreciate yeah. that. Um, Another thing that you touched upon uh, was rules. Okay. So mm-hmm. one of the things, I know this, this came up when I was there uh, at Dirty Kansas w- between Jim and I, and I won't get into the specific what it was, but he asked me a question and asked me what I thought about something that was going on there. And from my promotions uh, standpoint, I said, well, you know, Jim, sometimes you have to hit the people with a big stick. <laughs> you have to be willing to be that guy, right? Yep. So, <laughs> so do you see yourself yep. in, in in that kind of a role sometimes with this event? Um, I'm going to hope less than I have at others. Um, yeah. I mean, I know that we're it's a bike ride, so people treat it as a race, and sure. I know we'll have a clock, so people will treat it as a race. As I was telling someone the other day, like I think 10 percent of the field are really going to worry about their race and their time and their placement. Sure. Sure. And I'm going to try and give them about 5% of my energy. Uh, <laughs> I want to give 95% to the other 90%. Sure. Um, that's in part because my people, I know I was listening to, I'm not sure it was your guys' podcast. There was another one, you know, find out about the event, like what kind of rides they do. And I do ones where you just kind of, it's an exploration and you finish. And if it's got a finish line, great. I was there just to, I did Shenandoah 100 to finally get to ride the Shenandoah mountains, you know, that kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. So I want people to come out and ride this stuff and, you know, you have a time and hopefully they'll come back. And if the course is the same, they'll try and beat that time. Um, 
So more of that. I don't know if that right. answered that question because I started rambling. Mm-hmm. But. No, no, that's that's great because you're you're giving us an idea of what the feel of of the event yeah. is going to be, what your intentions for it are in, at any rate. And that's right. good to know. That's a, that's a great to know that uh, going into it because, you know, I think there's this one of the reasons why gravel road, uh, the gravel road thing, I won't even say racing, just the whole gravel mm-hmm. road scene started was because people were looking for an adventure, looking to explore, do it safely and have fun. Yep. You know, and I know when we talked early, early on about uh, you doing this event, I'm pretty sure I probably told you, you got to have a social aspect to your event <laughs> because without that, it's just showing up in with your bike and riding right. and getting back in your car and leaving. That's no fun. Exactly. You know? And we've done those. Yeah. 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 We're, we're done with that. So, uh, you know, with dirty cans, it's becoming more and more, uh, dirty cans a week. <laughs> right. And there's lots of things going on that whole week. So, I mean, people are going to start making that their vacation for the year, you know, yeah. seriously. And I, without a doubt. Yeah. And, and I, I think that's awesome. I mean, it's awesome for the All town. Right. It's awesome for dirty cans. It's awesome for the people that go because they get to rub elbows with people like Ted King and Yuri Hauswald and, right. and, and see friends that they from all over the nation they don't get to see any other time of the year so call, i always call that the gravel family quote unquote yep. so uh and it's a thing it's a it's a real thing so uh, oh, you know yeah. we, if you're aiming for that sort of a uh, feel at your uh event i think that's that's awesome it's right in the wheelhouse of what i think made gravel the gravel scene a big deal so awesome no that's that's great to hear that's thank you that uh, means a lot actually um and a lot of that also comes from rebecca's event if you been to private Idaho, but boy, it's just nice to be in this, it's touristy ski kind of feel, but cause they have that, which means in the summer, wow, this is, there's cool stuff here. Wow. This restaurant doesn't close. It's wonderful. It's an amazing restaurant. And then I'm out in these sorts of a different part of the kind of Rockies up in Idaho. That's beautiful and glorious in its own right. And then makes a great vacation spot. I yeah. did that back in 2013. I think it was. So the first, I was there too for that. Okay. Yeah. The second one, maybe. Yeah. What was this? Okay. I did the first one. I thought it was the same year. I could be wrong. Okay. So second year, whatever the second oh, one was. Okay. And uh, yeah. yeah. And I I didn't really, I've never traveled up to that area. So I All didn't right. put two and two together. It was just a last minute trip. A buddy and I went from Denver and just drove up there and I raced it. Nice. And uh, we got up there and we didn't realize we're thinking catch them Idaho. Oh yeah. Cool. Whatever. And we get up there and we didn't realize it's Sun Valley. Was it Sun yeah. Valley, I think? Is that what it is? Yeah. Yep. It's this big yep. ski resort that a lot of it's a big uh, one. high net worth individuals frequent. So it was <laughs> but it was cool because it was nice private. Yes, airport. exactly. Yeah. It was it was cool because like you said, it's a whole weekend. You just plan yeah, on yeah. the whole weekend. There's stuff going on. It's a fa- fantastic atmosphere. It's got the whole deal. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And again, back to the vibe, and I think, again, you know, what is gravel? What's it becoming? Da, 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 da. The main thing is people want to go out and explore an adventure. Mm-hmm. And people are going to want to spend a day or two somewhere. I mean, they're going to want to come to – who wants to come to a parking lot, go out for a race, and come back? Sure, there's some of those events that are great. And when Iron Cross was in the show and it was at a parking lot in the forest, you had a great time. Mm-hmm. But it's not the same, and it's not gravel. That's treating it as an athletic endeavor. Which is right. great and awesome. And, you know, Matt Washington is an amazing athletic endeavor. There's nothing else to do besides do the event and drive back down the mountain and then go. Now, there is actually a time out there. I shouldn't say that too much. But it, it is more about the athletic endeavor. Right. Graveling 
seems more about where can this take me? It can take me out my door to this rail trail that's now leaving out of my town, out into this country or farm road. And that's amazing. And I'm back and I just had a great bike ride like I used to do as a 13-year-old. Yep. Or it can take me to another town, you know, two or three hours away or across the country or in the middle of the country and explore something that way. And then they are tools for that sort of thing. And yep. they, that's where I'm super excited about just gravel as a whole. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's the right mindset for what bikes are. Yes, it is. So uh, another thing that you touched on earlier in the, in this podcast that I wanted to get back to is uh, I didn't realize that uh, you know this town Lewisburg is uh, so close to the East Coast. Like you were saying, it was like three and a half hours from New York or something like that. Yeah, I need to put down the website. Like it's three and a half hours from Central Park. It's three hours from Love Park in Philly. It's I think. Th- three and a half to four from the, you know, the Washington monument, you know, things like that. Um, wow, it's amazing. It, East coast. Yeah. When we were looking at some of that stuff and did like the traffic radar thing you can do online, like there's a lot of population centers right around here. Um, yeah. that are easy to get to from highways. Right. right. Um, so, and would... you jump off the highway and the other nice thing, say like from a New York or Philly, you leave the urban center and then you start getting through some of the farmlands in New Jersey or Southeast Pennsylvania. Then you start getting more of these big rollers and you're just like, I there were friends. I'm like, I can't believe this is still Pennsylvania. Yeah. And I live two hours away and it's a, awesome. it feels like a different world. It's like almost, it's not being dropped into Emporia or Ketchum, sure. which feel like a different planet yet the same country, but it definitely feels like all of a sudden you got dropped in a different place. Well, that's back, so back in time. That's another thing about uh, these gravel events, I think, that are super attractive. And I would expect that you East Coasters that are listening should be really excited about this because uh, one of the fun things about going different places is 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 just that that wonder that you get. You you mentioned it like, right. wow, I had no idea Pennsylvania was like this. You right. know, I had no idea this was only three hours away from me. And, yeah. uh, you know, like I know when we did um, uh, Trans-Iowa – and there was a couple of years we did it in Northeast Iowa, which sounds a lot like where you're going to have this event, by the way. Um, okay, cool. I have to come visit. It's, it's pretty, pretty hilly up there. But uh, one of the, a couple of the guys that came from the Chicago area, uh, they go vacation there now. Right. To this day, you know, just That's because, awesome. you know, so you'll, I think you're going to influence people to make trips beyond the race weekend or the ride weekend uh, that you're going to have just to, you know, experience that area even more. So I think that's another facet of the whole gravel scene. That's been, uh, really interesting to me. Another, mm-hmm. another example of that is there's a, not to, not to sully this with another events <laughs> promotion, but, uh, uh the, uh, <laughs> the, uh, pony express, uh, 120 is in Marysville, Kansas, right? It's in North, okay. Northeastern Kansas. And I've never, never been there. So when, um, Matt and I drove down to Emporia a week and a half ago or so. Uh, he drove me through there. And I was like, wow, I had no idea Kansas was this beautiful, like in this part of Kansas. And it made me want to go there and ride. And yeah. so I think just to, you know, to me as an example, that's that's uh, how it works 
when we get out there, we get off the interstates, we get out of the airplanes, and we actually go see what this country has to offer and be able to ride our bikes there. It, it's an amazing opportunity that I think you're presenting people with this uh, unpaved of the Susquehanna awesome. Valley. So I, I think you're going to find that that's one of the experiences people have when they go there. That's great. That, I mean, that is what we're hoping for. Yeah. And I think on bike, it just humanizes everything so much. You're just so much closer to things. Sure, you could drive all these roads and drive back to Lewisburg, but it is not the same. No, no. You're not getting the smells. You're not getting the looks on someone's face. You're not actually getting to say hi as you pass someone else who's right. out on a walk. Yeah. Right. I always call it experiencing life at bicycle speed. Oh, that's awesome. You know, that's that's another sticker. Yeah. <laughs> I'm writing it down right now. <laughs> Ben's, oh Ben's on it. Speed. Listen here, yeah. listen, listeners. Ben is on it, man. You're gonna <laughs> that see. is going to be on everyone's speed. Gra- it'll be riding gravel. Experience life at bicycle speed. Yeah, it's a t-shirt. Uh, it's it's a it's a way of life. It is <laughs> the way of life. Yes. <laughs> so before we uh, sign off on this, Dave, is there anything else that we need to know about your event or anything you want to say? Um, I probably won't ban arrow bars. Um, (laughs) (laughs) you just like, you just like pushing buttons, don't you, Dave? (laughs) I I do actually like pushing buttons. I'm really good at arguing. I like Um, that about you. (laughs) That brings some attention though, because every time somebody comments, if you were to post that on Facebook, for example, every time somebody goes back and forth, somebody else sees the unpaved Facebook post. (laughs) Yeah. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah, oh, we're exactly. Rack up, rack up those Facebook tenths of a cent. That's my um, 101 right there. <laughs> yep. uh, but actually, I've been thinking about that only because I don't want to be like the limiting boss. If someone loves riding the bike with arrow bars, I'm not going to say you're a moron for doing that. Right. I don't do it, but you could be awesome for doing it. And you're comfortable and you're happy riding your bike. Go be comfortable and happy riding your bike. Don't crash. That's my only. You ride arrow bars, try not to crash. Yeah. Um, just take extra precaution. Don't crash and don't crash someone else out. Right. Um, that's my only thing about that. So, all right. Now I, I should probably stop talking <laughs> or I say something else stupid about, about domestiques. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, it's the unpaved of the Susquehanna river Valley. Yep. And the date Dave is October 14th, 2018. And where do people go to get registered? Unpaved Pennsylvania.com. Okay. We have all the information there. You can go, jump straight to bikereg.com, unpaved PA. Okay. Uh, and I will, link, and we'll have I will link that directly in the show notes too. So if I, oh, that'd be great. Thank you very much for that. Yes. Um, we just picked up Stan's No Tubes is now on as a sponsor as well, which is great. Nice. Um, Kenda Tire is involved. Goo is going to be there, making sure everyone can get up those hills. I'm super happy to have all of them, as well as the Miller Recreational Center, where we're going to start and finish, is fantastic. It's going to be a great spot. They have a great plaza right at the rail trail. Like we're going to have a really nice, people are going to be happy when they get in and want something to eat and drink. So we're pretty cool. happy to have them involved with that. Um, we probably have a few more I can't say yet. So, you know, we'll edit those back in later. Um, <laughs> and of course, the Susquehanna River Valley Visitors Bureau visit Central PA. It, there's so much more to do than biking too. Uh, this is a blip on the radar of great outdoor activities you can do. Along the river, who likes rafting? Who likes canoeing? Who likes kayaking? It's nice. It's great. It's a great area of the country, and it's. Yeah, I'm super excited. I hope everyone like to come. I'd like to come and meet everyone. I'm not, I'd like to hug everyone too, like Bobby does. I'm yeah. pretty good. I'm kind of a hugger too. So get ready for that. So you have to you have to come up with your own mo for a finish line deal. 
You know, like I Bobby know. Bobby did the pressure. Bobby did hugs everybody. Bacon suit uh, high fives. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Perfect. <laughs> I like it. Done. All right. That was easy. Hash, hashtag bacon suit. There you go. That's your hashtag. It's Mr. Bacon. It, yeah, Mr. There's bacon. a hashtag Mr. Bacon suit. There you go. Yeah. Is that you? Bacon suit high fives. Hashtag bacon suit. I have not looked. Okay. I have not looked in a while. I haven't worn the bacon. The bacon suit has kind of been put away for a little bit. Okay. I've had to grow up a hair. Ah, well, <laughs> we all do. There's more bacon. Bacon jacket with a pair of jeans is a good look for me now. There you go. That's, that's yeah. all work. Or even a bacon tie, you know, what the heck, right? I have a bacon tie. Yeah. Um, I need a bacon scarf for winter. <laughs> well, hopefully it won't be cold when in, in October when you have this. By the way, what's the weather going to be like, you think? Anything is possible. Uh, short of 90 degrees. I feel confident yeah. that won't happen. Um, it, yeah, it could snow. It could be cold. Um, and the interesting thing, we're going over so many mountain passes. What was I counting? I think we have nine on the 120. Um, it could be beautiful in Lewisburg and miserable at one of the aid stations. Okay. Um, so there's definitely a level of preparation for that. As anyone who does big events needs to know, pack a jacket. Um, gotcha. We will do drop bags so you can have stuff there or leave stuff behind. Right. Um, and all that'll be on your website. That you, yep. Yeah. yeah we're so. just working through all those things. Right. But, right. Yeah. Okay. Again, think of taking care of yourself and we'll help try and take care of you too. Very good. Very good. Well, we thank you, Dave, for uh, okay. letting us know about the uh, unpaved the Susquehanna River Valley. And we wish you great success. I think it sounds like an awesome event. If you live on the East Coast, that's a pretty much a no-brainer. If you want to ride gravel, I, I would definitely be going. Um, so or if you live in the Midwest and you want to see what colors leaves turn, you tell them in your textbooks when you're growing up, come on out. Yeah. It's prettier, pretty in yeah. real life. Absolutely. It sounds awesome. So thanks for letting us know about that. It was great meeting you again in uh, Emporia. Yeah, I want your notes from the stocking. I want to know really what you thought about it. Stay in private. I'll definitely pass that along to you. Okay. And I want to thank you guys for uh, being supportive of this event, for getting us in in your calendar, um, and for just keeping all the stoke for gravel going. It's been, I think we're on a really, really good ride. Yeah. I see this this one sticking. Yeah. (laughs) I think so. It feels very sustainable. Good. Thank you guys. Yeah. And riding gravel followers listeners whatever you're definitely going to see more of this on the site and around and probably hear more from you so that's uh yeah you'll be be around around. cool thank you guys yep you're welcome thanks for being on absolutely